what I've learned from this California road trip for the Blue Jackets is uh, when they get to stay up past their bedtime, usually chaos happens. We're going to talk about uh, a real wild one in Anaheim on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and over on YouTube as well as SiriusXM. Uh, the Blue Jackets... They sure tried their best to uh, lose this one, huh? Um, no, that's maybe that's maybe unfair. Um, after a real lackluster effort against the Kings, where Adeboqua scores a goal, uh, and then they just let every single King just kind of walk right to the front of the net and do what they want. Uh, the Blue Jackets go full chaos against the Ducks, uh, jump out to a four nothing lead. Um, Daniil Tarasov goes down with an injury, gets some friendly fire, uh, takes a stick blade to the eye, I think, and which that's going to be a real gnarly, uh, real gnarly bruise tomorrow morning, I bet. Um, Ducks score during that injury and then managed to score, I think. I did. I don't know if Elvis made a save in this game. He came on in relief for Tarasov, finished the second period out, um, allowed two goals on maybe three or four shots. I'm just pulling up the... Uh, the box score now. Um, uh, no, Elvis did not make a save. Uh, he played for three minutes and 55 seconds, uh, allowed two goals on two shots, which I'm not mad at necessarily. Um, I He went in ice cold at, what, 16 minutes of the, th- the second period, I think. Um, it, it happens. Like, frustrating, sure, but I'm not going to sit here and, like, wave my pitchfork at Elvis for this. You want you want to save? Maybe, sure. But Tarasov came back, finished the game. Uh, I thought Tarasov was was a really excellent, um a really excellent goalie tonight. 27 saves on 29 shots, and one of the two goals that he allowed, he was lying face down in the crease because he'd been hit in the face with a stick. So like I'm gonna I'm not gonna count that one against him. Uh that's again it happened. Um, frustrating that it happened in this game, a game where, again, the Blue Jackets had full control of this game. Um, and then it's 4-4 going into the third period. Luckily, the Ducks are not a very good team. So the Blue Jackets uh, managed to put a couple more goals past the uh, past John Gibson, who had a real bad night. Uh, he made 20 of 26 saves. Um, which, yikes. Um, Corrali gets uh, two goals. Wierenski has two goals on the night. Gaudreau has a goal on the night. Um, I'm missing at least one goal. Boone Jenner with the empty netter dagger um, after watching them try to score on the empty net for what feels like forever. Literally forever. Um, oh, Chinikov's goal. Of course, that was that was maybe my favorite goal of the night. I can't believe I forgot that it existed. Uh, just a really, really wild game 
um, that I, nevertheless, enjoyed a whole bunch. Um, and this is kind of something I, you know, I talked about it after the Sharks game as well, is like, the Blue Jackets might not win 10 games for the rest of the season. Uh, they have, I believe, 29 left. Uh, and they've played two out of the eight most winnable games already. So, like, over the next 28 games, six of them are winnable. And then I imagine they'll probably win a couple more just because of how this game works. But, like, would losing have helped the tank effort? Would it have? Would losing have helped kind of the effort to try and win that first overall pick? Sure. But uh, a win by the Ducks would have put them into 29th place. The Blue Jackets would have dropped into 30th, third best odds for the draft. But, hey, a win is fun. Uh, great to see kind of this outpouring of offense uh for the for the blue jackets like i said uh three point night for goudreau uh two goals for warensky two goals for Corrali, and uh i feel like there was another three point night uh boone jenner three point night texier two assists roslovic two assists uh everything's coming up blue jackets quite frankly this was this was a really fun win um and excitingly the penalty kill functioned like as a penalty kill amazing uh they the ducks went 0 for 4 um and had three shots in those um in those four power plays so they didn't even average one shot per power play which is great um really really great to see by comparison the power play continues to kind of suffer a little bit but uh they did have well they had one shot per power play john gibson made two saves at the man advantage and uh but the power play i think the blue jacket scored seven goals what do you want from them you know like would it have been nice to get the power play going sure but i'm not like up in arms mad about it um and this maybe would have been a different story if the blue jackets had in fact lost this game like i assumed they were going to going into the third period after again giving up um three straight shots to tie the game and four straight goals after going up for nothing. Um, still some things to work on for this team. Uh, there's still, you know, things to, to iron out. Um, like I said, the, the power play needs to needs to get going. Uh, but I thought that was a really great night for the penalty kill. Really great night for the offense. And frankly, the defense wasn't too terrible either. Um, 31 shots for the Ducks in total i'm just pulling up what the uh, shot attempt share was um at all situations uh it was 52 shot attempts for the ducks and 47 for the blue jackets so like almost but not quite a 50 percent share so like i'll i'll allow it i'll accept that uh in terms of players that that had individual good games in terms of um possession numbers uh that the johnny Gaudreau, jack rostovic boone jenner line actually was quite good um, Erica Branson as well, I think, has has really had a good stretch the last few games. Um, he was the top defenseman uh, tonight with 61% of the shot attempt share when he was on the ice. Uh, Russian line as well was good. Um, kind of a rough night for Kent Johnson, but when you're only playing uh, 8 minutes 43 at uh, even strength, what what do you expect? You know, it's, it's frustrating. I... The thing is that Kent Johnson, I feel like, is is, and I'm going to talk about him a little bit more in a minute. But while I while I have this thought that's happening, um, while 
while this is while while we're getting on um the the thing with Kent Johnson is he's, I feel like he's kind of stuck in this weird spiral of he's not playing him much so he's making mistakes so he's not playing much so he's making mistakes so he's not playing much so he's making mistakes and it's just this snake eating its own tail of okay he makes a mistake so we're going to bench him for it and again he played the least ice time of I think anyone on the ice um okay maybe not uh, just a downforce, Matthew Olivier both played fewer minutes than him, but Olivier sat in the box for five minutes. Um, Ross Johnson for the um, Ducks and Max Jones also for the Ducks. But again, Ross Johnson spent five minutes in the box, maybe longer. I think he took a, a, a another um, penalty as well. Ken Johnson should be getting more than 10 minutes of ice time. Like this is this is something we've been talking about it all season. Um, and I know the arguments, he needs to get bigger, he needs to get stronger. Like, I don't... Sure, he's 20 years old. Maybe 21. Maybe not 21 yet. Um, he's gonna get stronger, he's gonna get used to it. But his game is never going to be... It feels like people want him to be more like Boone Jenner. And he's just simply not gonna be that kind of player. You know, you don't draft Ked Johnson to be a crash-bang, four-checking monster. You know, you 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 draft Ken Johnson because he's got skill out the butt, and you use that, you utilize that, you put him with other skilled forwards, and uh, not just a Danforth, who you know, no offense, just Danforth, but I think he'd probably agree that he's not a skilled forward. He's a grinder. He's a he's Boone Jenner, but less. You know, um, let's take a quick break. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this game and what was different in this game to the game in LA, which was not nearly as fun as this one. So that's what we'll do in just a second here at Locked On Blue Jackets. First, I'm going to tell you guys about Ibotta because uh, I don't know about you, but uh, grocery bills are so expensive for me these days. Like, I simply don't want to pay $8 for, for a dozen eggs. I don't. But with Ibotta, it doesn't have to be as expensive. You can get cash back on your grocery shopping with the Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. They, uh, it, it doesn't matter what you're buying, groceries, beauty supplies, toys, you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 a year, which like that's like five pairs of Sharks tickets for me. Uh, it's the cost of an entire shopping trip, the flight you've been eyeing, the fancy dinner you want to go to. Um, I bought it. All you have to do, add your offers into the app, upload your receipt, and you're going to get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or in gift card form. Join over 50 million users, earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, I bought it as offering our listeners $5 just for trying it by using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app to start earning cashback, and use code LOCKEDONNHL. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google app or App Store, and use code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L. We're back with Lockdown Blue Jackets, and uh, we're talking about tonight's game in Anaheim and what was different to this game than the game in LA. And like for me, the immediate big one was just the way that the team played. Uh, I assume they got extremely yelled at after the re just really poor defensive effort 
against the Kings. Um, you know, like, you can argue that the game was more even than the scoreline looked, and like, yeah, I kind of agree with that, um, but you let Quentin Byfield walk right to the net, you let Pierre-Luc Dubois somehow have a one-timer breakaway while on the power play. I still don't really understand how that happened. Again, Pierre-Luc Dubois scores his second of the game about six feet away from Elvis. Uh, Kevin Fiala on the power play and then Drew Doughty right at the very end. And just uh, that was a frustration goal, I think. I think that was Elvis was like, you know what? I'm done with this game. You're going to let Drew Doughty slap shot at me. Fine, whatever. Uh, I don't even think he saw it. There was, I think, two Blue Jackets screening him. Um, but of those goals, and it felt like every single shot, like they just let these players waltz into the zone. There was no pushback. There was no um, kind of forechecking or anything like that. I don't mean forechecking. I don't remember the word I want, but it's not forechecking. Um, they just let the Kings do what they wanted. And uh, I'm going to assume that they got yelled at, if not by Pascal Vincent, then uh, by Elvis and or Boone Jenner, because I know Boone Jenner was pretty heated um, after the game when he spoke to the media or, you know, about as heated as Boone Jenner gets, which is, it's not nothing, but it's also not the most heated I've ever seen a player. Um, and they changed for this game. I thought this game was a much better defensive effort. Um, the Blue Jackets allowed more uh the blue jackets i think had so they had more shot attempts versus the kings i think cam talbot was was a big part of the win for the kings but where the shots were coming from for the blue jackets were just uh, the shot against the shots against i mean were just from a completely different like a completely different galaxy it felt like a lot of the shots came from distance. Uh, Daniil Tarasov saw a lot of them. Like, I'm sure he'd love that first goal back, the one by Troy Terry. Um, but apart from that, I thought, again, Tarasov did a, did a great job. And I think the Blue Jackets did a great job at changing where the shots were coming from. Um, I'm just pulling up the heat map for the Blue Jackets game against the Ducks. Um, because if I am right in thinking, yeah. The So it's tough to show you or it's tough to talk about on a, an audio setting, but if you go to Natural Stat Trick, you can look up the heat map of a game, and that basically has colors depending on where the shot attempts are coming from. And in this game, most of the Ducks' attempts were coming from, uh, it looks like, right around about uh, the top of the face-off circle or, like, the the top of the hash mark circle so not the face-off circle the little one the big one around the face-off circle coming from all the way up there so like basically the point versus the shot map for the king's game which is almost every single shot attempt came from between zero feet and eight feet away from elvis so what are you expecting you know but they they changed that they mixed it up uh the power play Again, the, the penalty kill, excuse me, for the Blue Jackets was much better against the Ducks, so that helped. The Kings went two for two on the power play. The Ducks went 0 for four. Um, just It was just a much better, much tighter game in a, in so many ways. Um, you know, and I would love to see them continue this kind of effort going forward, which sounds silly when you're talking about like a 7-4 game. But again, one goal on a visibly injured goalie lying face down on the ice. 
two goals on an ice cold goalie who played four minutes total. Um, so like RIP to um, to Elvis's stats, unfortunately. But um, one real goal scored against a fully warmed up goalie. I'll take that, you know. Um, and the Blue Jackets, I think, definitely need to look up the game tape for this. I think they need to study this and then take it into next game because I think this was maybe one of the better efforts that I've seen from them in, in recent games. And, you know, we've seen some incredibly poor efforts from this team this season. So I'm going to go ahead and enjoy this win and I'm going to go ahead and hopefully manifest them taking some stuff from this game to play in their next game, which I'm just looking it up is, uh, is on Friday against the Buffalo Sabres. So, uh, we're not going to talk in any great detail about that game, but um, the Blue Jackets currently have three out of the possible four points against Buffalo. They scored a season high of nine goals against them in the first meeting and then lost three to two in overtime in the second meeting. So I'll be interested to see how this meeting goes. Um, but in a minute, we are going to finish up. We're just going to take a quick look at what's left in the month of February for the Blue Jackets and uh, what my hopes are for this team. Uh, for essentially the, there's what, like eight days left in the month, three games. We'll talk about those games in a little bit more detail uh, coming up next on Lockdown Blue Jackets. I'll tell you about Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't actually to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. They are your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster, and they don't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Indeed is the site, it's the site that I use when I am uh, unlucky enough to need to be job hunting that hasn't happened for a while, but... It's the only one I use, so I can only imagine that it's equally as good on the on the hiring side of it as the job hunting side of it. And here's the best bit. Listen to this show. I'm going to get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Uh, the Blue Jackets have four games left in the month of February, and it is a tough slate. So they're starting off on Friday. They have got the Buffalo Sabers uh, again. That's going to be it's going to be a real tough, real tough uh, out for them. Uh, Buffalo has struggled this season, but is I feel like always shows up against Columbus. Yeah, they lost 9-4 to in the first meeting. Beat them in the second meeting, 3-2. to uh, But again, you just I feel like Buffalo is one of those teams that if you take them, if you don't take them seriously, they will they will make you pay. Uh, they are currently 6th in the Atlantic Division, and they are a full 8 points ahead of the Blue Jackets in the overall standings. So, like, they're no slouch, but 
only because no one against no one is a slouch against the Blue Jackets this season. Um, after that is where it gets really tough, though. They're going to finish off the month with two games against the Rangers, one on the Sunday, one on the Wednesday, and then on Thursday, they're going to follow that up with a game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, that's tough. That is, uh, the Rangers and the Hurricanes are currently one and two in the Metropolitan right now. The Rangers have uh, 31 points more than the Blue Jackets. Uh, they have a record of 37, 16, and 3 versus the Blue Jackets, 18, 27, and 10. Again, the Hurricanes, always a tough game against the Blue Jackets. Um, so, like, honestly, if the Blue Jackets get three points out of the next four games, maybe four points, I will consider myself happy with that. Um, like I said, this is why you kind of, you look at the games against the Ducks and the games against the Sharks and you're like, okay, I'm not mad about, I'm not mad about this, this win because it might be a minute until they see another one. Um, I think Buffalo is potentially a winnable game. I, they could maybe win one of the two games versus the Rangers and one against the, uh, Hurricanes. They could maybe win one of those three games, but I'm not going to go ahead and expect it. Um, this, the rest of the schedule, honestly, is just a nightmare. Um, they've got, in terms of, again, what I would consider winnable games, they've got one game against the Blackhawks, one game against the Canadians, one game against the Senators, uh, one against the Sharks, one against the Coyotes, that's the month of February, and then they finish, at uh, the month of March, excuse me, and then they finish off the season in April uh, with maybe no winnable games, honestly. Uh, they've got... The Islanders, who, again, are fifth in the Metro, so no slouch, but that's probably of all of the teams that they face in the month of April. So Avalanche, Islanders, Flyers, Hurricanes, Lightning, Florida Panthers, Predators, and Hurricanes. The Islanders are the most beatable team there. So it's I'm not... You take the wins where you can get them, you know, and you enjoy the wins when you can. So that's kind of where, where I'm at right now. Um, and hopefully... Adam Fantilli will be back sooner rather than later. Um, it feels like he's been gone for ages, but I think it's really only about three weeks. So what did they say? Six to eight weeks for for him. Uh, so he could be back as soon as three weeks time, which would bring him back uh, about halfway through March, I think. So just in time for uh, games against Jets, the Red Wings, the Avalanche and the Knights. That's going to be a, that's a, that's a rough week for any team, but especially the Blue Jackets. Um, so hopefully he's back soon. Hopefully Tarasov doesn't miss much time. Um, he might be, I assume they'll start Elvis on Friday, depending on whether the swelling uh, happens, because I assume there's going to be a ton of swelling happening in Tarasov's face around his eye after taking that stick blade. Um, Chinikov, recovering from an ankle injury, went really hard into the boards, uh, came back out, didn't miss a shift, I don't think, and then scored that incredible uh, game-winning goal. So, like, probably he's fine, but I always do worry. So. Friday's roster is going to be interesting, um, and that's what we'll talk about tomorrow, is uh, we will take a look at uh, the roster, we'll take a look at the game against Buffalo, how the Blue Jackets can win, uh, what I'm expecting from them, we'll take a look at how Buffalo's doing recently, um, you know, that kind of thing. Thank you for listening to today's episode, for making it your first listen of the day every single day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms, we're over on YouTube, we're on SiriusXM, you can find us in all of these places, and more um, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. 
You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you for listening once again. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.